What do you expect to happen as far as basketball games in general for high school? Will there be at a moment is uh, another time when perhaps fans aren't let in or only parents aren't let in? Or Mr. Vitrano, you have children who play? Okay, where's your pass? Right. Okay, thank you. Yep. So just parents. and You have a pass for grandma, grandpa, auntie. Okay, done. And that's what's going to happen. No, the making money that way, turn it. Well, is it really to make money? Well, but money helps. Sure. But fights don't. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 612 on this Wednesday morning, Wauwatosa West beat Wauwatosa East handily in boys' high school hoops last night, which, at least for this Wauwatosa East alumnus, is an unfortunate headline in and of itself. But far more unfortunate than that, obviously, the second half played largely without fans following a fight at halftime that cleared the gym. The game was at Tosa West. There's sound from that nasty fight that broke out outside the gym. Video sent to me from multiple fellow alumni who are frustrated and heartbroken over this as I am. Fight was outside the gym at West. Uh, here's a student talking with TMJ4 News about what she saw from inside the gym. We were just sitting there, and then people from the hallway just started darting into the gym, and everyone's like, there's a huge fight, huge fight. And then all of a sudden, the West student section like just darts out of the gym within like three seconds, and people are like storming over people, like running over people. There are rumors. I know some of them were communicated to me directly that there were shots fired in this incident. Both Wauwatosa police and the Wauwatosa school district in communication I obtained from a Tosa parent say there were no shots fired, nor do they have any evidence that there was a gun involved. The Tosa police are acknowledging they received reports of firearms or a firearm that may have been displayed, but they did not recover any weapons, again insisting no shots were fired. So what we have, four students arrested, disorderly conduct will be the charges, And I want to read this directly from the Wauwatosa School District this morning, again in a statement made to parents. The Wauwatosa School District vehemently condemns the actions of the students who decided to engage in this behavior this evening. We have taken great efforts to address the behavior of students in this school year. This isolated incident, while extremely disappointing, is not indicative of the behavior of our students on a daily basis. District goes on to say they'll be investigating disciplinary action as it uh, lies with an accordance of the disciplinary framework for the district. So, again, I get all these messages. My phone's blowing up last night because I am, to this day, still a proud Wauwatosa East alumnus. In fact, we were just talking about that this week. Mm -hmm. I think I got a great education. I had great teachers, great coaches, and very proud. But uh, it's been a quiet school year. I will grant Wauwatosa that. They believe they've made inroads on discipline issues that plague the school district, that parents have complained to me about, to the district about. Um, So this... First thing of note this school year, um, but not not a good look. And again, no injuries reported. Investigation continuing. They did finish that game. He only oh, good. again good. immediate family members of the players um, were allowed to continue staying there in attendance. Trojans bested the Tosa East Red Raiders. Oh, by the way, ninety nine to seventy eight. Six fourteen. Brandon Snyde has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Another Bucks game, another milestone reached behind a season-high 40 points from Damian Lillard, including his 20,000th point. The Milwaukee Bucks extended their home winning streak to 14 games 
with the 132-119 to win over the Spurs on Tuesday night. Lillard is on the run the other way, and he will lay it in between two defenders. And with that, Damian Lillard just crossed 20,000 points in his career. 55th player in NBA history to reach 20,000. So the historical numbers, we talked about it with Griff. This is the week of history-making for this Bucks team. We may have a couple Dave more. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTM. I thought he had 20,000 last night. He had 40. <laughs> Dang. Felt like that it after was that on first fire. quarter. He had 19 in the first quarter. It felt like he was going for 20,000. Uh, with the win, the Bucks securing their 20th win of the season and their sixth straight win, excuse me, their fifth straight win overall after the game. The man with 20,000 points spoke on what accomplishing such a feat means to him. A rare space to be in, you know, in the history of this league to have only 51 players accomplish something like that. You know, I think that speaks for itself. I look at, you know, what led up to it, the things that I think of in high school and college and, you know, the doubt that I, I faced over the course of my career, you know, before the NBA, what I wasn't supposed to be, what I wasn't supposed to accomplish, and just my mentality through all of those things. You know, sometimes you don't really see the light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to had that, that faith in yourself. The Bucks will wrap up their six-game homestand on Thursday night against Orlando. From a win to a loss where the sixth-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles fell on the road to Providence on Tuesday night, this one by a final of 72-57 as they suffer their third loss on the season and their first loss in Big East Conference play. To be honest, we had a lack of poise at times, uh, but to be honest, our, our team overall has to play much, much better if we want to win a game like today. Next up for Marquette is a home matchup on Friday night against Georgetown. And lastly, some baseball news where the Milwaukee Brewers are in the midst of their offseason with certainly more moves yet to be made. One of those offseason biggest questions is what the team will do with former Cy Young winner Corbin Burns, who appeared on foul territory on Tuesday, commenting on his future, saying he would have to be quite impressed by an extension to avoid free agency if he were traded. Yeah, obviously, every guy that gets this close to free agency wants to test the market to kind of see what your true dollar amount is, kind of see what teams really are in on you. So it would have to be something that would just absolutely, I think, blow you away to kind of get you away from testing the free agent market, you know, being able to choose where you want to go. Because I think that's kind of the the one thing that every, every player in their career wants to get to. Pitchers and catchers, Vinny, reporting in less than 60 days and after hearing that from Corbin Burns, he wants to get to free agency. His words, not mine. Your confidence level and what the Brewers do with him moving forward. I just heard pitchers and catchers, and that made me happy. So, <laughs> springs around <laughs> the corner. Enough about that. <laughs> so, Colorado has thrown former President Donald Trump off the primary ballot for the spring vote. Will that hold? We'll investigate that next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wisconsin's Morning News. The Colorado Supreme Court, citing the 14th Amendment, ruled that President Trump cannot appear on the spring primary ballot for president in that state. Former president at a rally in Iowa. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. And in the end, they're not after me, they're after you. What does this really mean for Colorado and for the rest of the nation as the Iowa caucus is now a month away? ABC News national correspondent Stephen Portnoy is with us from Washington this morning. Thanks for the time, Stephen. 4-3 ruling by the high court in Colorado. So first question, this surely gets appealed, right, to the U.S. Supreme Court. Can the high court overturn this ruling? And then is that the end of it? Well, yes, the high court could overturn the ruling and have the final say here and say the 14th Amendment simply does not apply to Donald Trump and that the voters should uh, be empowered to decide. Or the Supreme Court can decline to take the case, which would send a signal to elections officials nationwide that they, too, 
could have the power to take Donald Trump off the ballot, or uh, the uh, court could uh, simply uphold the decision and say that uh, the 14th Amendment allows for Donald Trump to be removed. Uh, so there are a couple of options for the court, but I, I think it's most likely, as a lot of experts uh, have looked at this and said the same, that the high court will quickly dive into this and say that, it, you know, this is not what the, the framers of the 14th Amendment had in mind in the post-Reconstruct, in the post-Civil War Reconstruction era, where they drafted it and said, essentially this, that if you served in Congress, or if you served in a state legislature, and you swore an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States, and then you took part in the Great Rebellion, the war between the states, and you were a Confederate, you are ineligible to serve in the federal or state governments of the United States unless Congress absolves you of your guilt. And that was meant in the Reconstruction era to allow for, uh, you know, constitutional order to be restored in the southern states. And the idea that it would apply now here without any due process at all, because, uh, you know, what happened on January 6th, the riot, uh, you know, how, how you interpret that, and whether that was what the, the, the drafters of the 14th Amendment had in mind, uh, that I think the Supreme Court is probably going to say was a stretch. But... Uh, we'll see. I mean, we really will see, because the argument has been made in several states and rejected so far. Yesterday's opinion was really the first of its kind. The uh, highest court in the state of Colorado said that it understood it was stepping into uncharted territory here and that it weighed the magnitude of the question. But still, on a four to three vote, they determined that uh, that, in fact, the argument that's been made by opponents of Donald Trump who don't want him on the ballot was was correct, that January 6th was an insurrection, that Donald Trump did engage in it, and that it is self-enacting, that you don't need to go to court and determine whether Donald Trump was guilty of anything, because it's, it's self-evident, it's obvious, just as it was supposed to be obvious in 1868, if a Confederate decided he wanted to run for Congress, well, it was obvious that that person was a Confederate and shouldn't be eligible. You didn't have to go to court to prove it. Stephen, any chance, let's just project out, if this, is, if this were to hold and Colorado doesn't have him on the primary ballot, if former President Trump becomes the GOP nominee, how does that affect the general election ballot in Colorado? Well, assuming that the ruling stands, right? And the ruling is that Donald Trump is ineligible. Uh, this, this ruling is, is expressly uh, affects the Super Tuesday, March 5th, primary, but it stands to reason it would spill over to the general election in November because Donald Trump's prior engagement in insurrection won't have changed. Uh, look, Colorado has 10 electoral votes. Colorado has, has, for the last two decades, been a pretty consistent blue state. If this were in a vacuum and it was only Colorado and had no other spillover effects, the, Donald Trump is not exactly counting on those 10 electoral votes. No Republican candidate would be counting on those 10 electoral votes to win. But the idea that this opinion should stand and that the people of Colorado or any other state should not be positioned to decide whether Donald Trump should be the next president is, I think, what's going to lead the Supreme Court to overturn what we heard last night. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News national correspondent with us live this morning. Thanks for the time, Stephen. That's how many in a row for the Bucks at home? Brandon Snide has sports at 645. Mm, free something. Maybe something <laughs> no, I can't be just home wins. Because it's only five in a row we'll see. overall. So cruise lines are standing by their decision this morning to reroute select ships. 
So there's been some weather issues, as you may have heard, on the East Coast and to the south there. And there are cruise ships that are supposed to leave here shortly from New York to the Bahamas and head into the Caribbean. You know, nice. Sounds great. Yeah, nice warm cruise until one cruise line told their passengers 24 hours before departure that, yeah, we're not going there anymore. We're going to Canada. I was devastated. So this was um, some of my kids' Christmas gifts. That's uh, Val Montgomery. She's one of the many who were told in an email, you know, we're not, you're going up north now. It's a little depressing because you can imagine us, we're making the most of it. But most people are walking around in coats, gloves, and hats. (laughs) Yeah. Here's why. The cruise line says, look, it, it would be more extreme for us to cancel altogether and say, hey, look, everybody who use plan this, have flights here and whatnot, sorry, we're not going anymore. So what the cruise lines will do, they'll say, okay, we're going someplace else. So let's go north instead of south where it's warm. So what do you do then? Do you, do you go or do you not? Or are you like pass, we'll take the voucher or whatever they're offering? So passengers right? are given the option to cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that. I, what would I do? That's dramatically different, but I think I'd, if I have the time off already and all that planned, I guess no, I would. You can't go. even like swim, like on the ship, much less in the you know. Like she said, you need gloves and hats. People walking around in hats and stuff. Like, what would you do the whole time? They better give a discount then if you do go. Like, give you tons of shipboard credit or something. Well, I don't know what their rules are in terms of weather. Like, this isn't their fault. You don't want it because okay. Is the alternative being one of these cruise ships where they got video of waves crashing in and stuff like that? Like you don't right. want to endanger. That's true. All those and people. It's miserable too. Right. I mean, that'd be awful. So instead, go north where it's nice and comfortable. And oh. this is a big enough Canada. storm that you can't like go around it. Yeah, either. there's no right, around right. this. Yeah, so nope. nope. Six thirty nine, Wisconsin's morning news. When I was a kid, oh how magic it seemed. Oh please let me sleep. Pearl Jam Christmas for you here at 642 on Wisconsin's Morning News. If you want Greg Pancake Hill's playlist of all these kind of lesser-known holiday tunes, some with a little funk in them, mm-hmm. what is the word we decided on, Greg? Jingle. 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 Okay, Greg put together this whole list of music that you're hearing in and out of the breaks here for the holiday season, and you can get that by texting the word Jingle to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, and we'll send you that list. Speaking of Christmas, it's always busy for the Milwaukee Archbishop, Jerome Mostecki, who will join us Friday morning on Wisconsin's Morning News talking about what is anticipated into the next few days, although the Archbishop kind of, is this news? I don't know if, if this is news or not. He broke a little it's news new. Yeah. For those not in the know, maybe it's more newsworthy. Uh, he's going to resign, <laughs> essentially. Yes. I mean, that's true, kind of. So Listecki is about to celebrate his 14th Christmas as the Archdiocese head. He's going to turn 75 years old in March. That means that when you're 75, you send a letter to the Pope saying it's time to step down. He explained it to us. What happens is the Pope in Canada law, in terms of the governance, accepts the, the resignation. He does so for all of them. We submit our resignation. The Pope accepts it and then sends back usually the three Latin words, nunc et tunc, which means now until then. So you, you stay in place until I replace you. And so it could be three months, could be six months, could be a year, could be two years. I mean, you just don't know. So he'll turn 75 per canon law that dictates this. He'll submit his resignation. The Pope will send him back saying, okay, I'll let you know, <laughs> basically. 
And then, it, like you just heard him say, it could be months, years before yeah. a successor is named. And you asked if it's news. I mean, I guess it's news in so much as if you didn't know how old the archbishop was, you wouldn't have known that he's coming up on his 75th. Yeah. In terms of the process, this is just what always happens right. in that position. So he's he's not saying, I want to be done. He's saying, this is how it works. At 75, you tell the Pope, hey, remember me over yep. here in Milwaukee. Yep. I'm 75 now. Do as you will. And then the Pope has that latitude Correct. Of, of time to, to leave the archbishop in place until the replacement and is And around this time next year, another name will pop up for submission of resignation. That'll be Cardinal Timothy Dolan of New York, because yeah, he's about nine months younger than Lestecki. So some changes coming to Milwaukee area Catholics. <laughs> well, ultimately, yes. When, we don't know. 645, Brandon Snide has sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks secured their 20th win of the season behind 40 points from Damian Lillard as they go on for the 132-119 to win over the Spurs. The Bucks will conclude their six-game homestand with Orlando on Thursday night. The Marquette Golden Eagles fell on the road in Providence on Tuesday night to open up Big East Conference play by a final score of 72-57. Tyler Kolick led the team with 21 as the sixth-ranked Golden Eagles with the loss now fall to 9-3 overall. And lastly, the New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers indicated on Tuesday that he won't play again this season in his bid to return from a torn Achilles he suffered in Week 1 of this NFL season. However, on the flip side, Rodgers does say he does intend to play in 2024. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. A new era of Milwaukee Brewers baseball has officially arrived this winter. Pat Murphy is in, Craig Council is out, as the Brewers not only usher in a new era with new management, but the team, by all accounts, looks to be trending towards a youth movement here in Milwaukee. Just a handful of weeks ago, the Brewers made history when they signed the league's second-ranked prospect, Jackson Churio, to a record-setting deal, even before the outfielder took a single pitch in the big leagues. Last season, you could really make the case that the youth train really took off, with guys like Joey Weimer, Bryce Terrain, Sal Freelich, and Abner Uribe all seeing their major league debuts. Exciting times here in Milwaukee, no doubt about it, but now the biggest question of the offseason still lurks in the shadows over at American Family Field. What should this team do with star pitcher Corbin Burns? As of Tuesday, Burns made an appearance on foul territory, essentially saying he needs to be, quote, blown away for any extension either here in Milwaukee or in a trade. The Brewers' most notably owner, Mark Antanasio, now has to make the tough decision this offseason and, in my opinion, needs to make a deal happen to send off Corbin Burns and acquire as much young talent as possible. I know the easy thing to do is to sell your fan base on competing, and in order to do so, it's easy to say you want Burns in order for that to be successful, and look, maybe you do. But it's perfectly normal to ask yourself at what point does it hurt your team for the future to keep a guy you have no shot at retaining. I hope this organization learns from its mistakes of the past, and you don't have to look too far. Look back at not trading a guy like Prince Fielder, watching him walk for free, and what that trade could have looked like and how that trade could have shaped your franchise for years and years to come. Instead of trading these guys and shaping your franchise to be successful down the road, all we are left with instead is memories. And, well, memories don't win championships. Six fifty-three on Wisconsin's morning news. Been talking this morning about the fight at the Tosa East Tosa West basketball game last night. Four people arrested. A melee sort of ensued as students outside the game began to tangle. 
This was at halftime outside the gym at Tosa West. We bring in our teammate from 1017 The Truth, former Milwaukee Police Lieutenant Dr. Ken Harris this morning. All right, so first question for you, Dr. Ken, is they cleared the gym. This incident yes. was happening outside of the gym. They cleared the gym. Right. Apparently there was an announcement on the PA, and that almost looked more chaotic to me than the fight because the students were running out and parents and everybody, and they're running out. Uh, why, why would they do that if they could have isolated the fight to the outside? It's a very good question. Um, usually when there's a fight of, of that nature, you tend to want to isolate the people that are fighting okay. and keep everybody away from them. Why they cleared the gym, maybe they had information that no one else knew. Maybe they heard that. And I, and I know there were unsubstantiated uh, reports of shots fired yep. and a person yep. with a gun. Right. So, And police have said there were none. Of and that. there were none. Yep. But was that report for someone inside the gym? So you're, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Someone yeah, right. How could you let people questions. stay in there when right. this was happening versus well, right. why would you do that? People could have gotten hurt Correct. running out of there. Correct. Right. So, But it's going to happen in either instance. I can control it better if you're outside yeah. instead of having to corral 2,000 people in a gym. So, again, I'm a Tosa East alumnus, and this it's hard for me because my, yeah. so my phone blows up. You're like, did you see what happened? Did you see what you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so I'm frustrated, and I'm saddened for my school district. But in fairness, this isn't just a Tosa problem. We had the fight in West Bend recently. Big in the one a couple lot. years ago. Kids right. were hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, there have been fights at my kid's school. Right. Like, I, So is, is this all over the news and part of what we're talking about today because there were 2,000 people there and there's video all over the place? I would say yes, because someone's going to get it. Someone else is going to run it, so we have to run it first. And it's the, it's, it's the news game. Is it a big deal? Is this a big deal, what happened? No. It's not? Why not? It's a fight. Kids fight. Have you ever known in your entire life a basketball game or football game where sometime during the year, regardless of wherever you are, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Pacific Islander, pick one, Alaska, <laughs> a fight didn't break out. Ever. Like, no. Yeah, I, that's interesting to me. Like, what is the difference right now? Like, there were fights <laughs> when I was in school. Of fights course outside of the football game. Right. Is it just the cameras? It's just the cameras. It's just the social media. It's just the, if something happens, now I already have the video footage. I already have the interviews. So because of that, you know, sleep begets sleep. Right. Uh, well, ultimately, you know, this is a question that was posed in the newsroom before the show today. Ultimately, what do you expect to happen as far as basketball games in general for high school? Will there be at a moment, is, uh, another time when perhaps fans aren't let in or only parents aren't let in? Or Mr. Vitrano, are... you have children who play? Okay, where's your pass? Right. Okay, thank you. Yep. So and just parents. and You have a pass for grandma, grandpa, auntie. Okay, done. And that's what's going to happen. No, the making money that way, turn it. Well, is it really to make money? Well, but money helps. Sure. But fights don't. So now we're going to isolate it and make parents and family the only ones that can watch games. I think another reason, though, this continues to get more attention, and this was a pr- pretty nasty fight. I've seen some in person in my day when I was a kid, too. You know, But uh, the prospect that people may be armed never crossed my mind in the 1980s and 90s Never. when I was in school. Never. So that has changed. Yes. Kids have gone into schools and shot people. But the question is, how did you get in there with a gun anyway? Right. 
Like, how would you let someone into a basketball game? So you can throw up metal detectors. Wouldn't stop a fight, but you can throw up metal detectors. That may happen. It'll it'll be a good deterrent. Police officers there, good deterrent. Yeah, they uh, Tosa said they had three SROs right. there. What about right. punishment? Like the crime that's already on the books. Well, no, but, in terms of the school district, throw them out. Yeah, of get thrown out for or, one fight. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. The training that's given for crowd control is normally you isolate and find the one or two people that are the instigators, the fighters, and usually when you control those, everybody else just dissipates. And it happens. It, it happens every single time. So what they're going to have to do is find those kids, parents, whoever. And hammer them just hard enough where it chills everybody else. Dr. Ken Harris, our teammate from 1017 The Truth, always appreciate your perspective.